0: This podcast is brought to you by Agape Match. Agape Match is a boutique matchmaking service that helps exceptional singles find meaningful connections and relationships. To learn more about our matchmaking services, online dating makeovers and takeovers, or to enroll in an upcoming group coaching intensive, go to agapimatch.com. Welcome to Ask a Matchmaker, online dating tech support. It's me, Matchmaker Maria, and visiting, welcoming me, what's the right word here? Uh, And with me, and with me is online dating manager, Erica Etten. It's me, Erica. (laughs) Erica, how's it going? It's good, how are you? I'm good, are you getting ready for Passover?
1: I am, I just made my, uh, my grocery list and I'm hosting, I think, nine people tomorrow night. So I have to go find myself a very large brisket. That's
0: awesome. And is, <laughs> are there, are there places to find large briskets in DC?
1: Uh, yes. I'm going to try the supermarket first. And right. then, um, there's this butcher, which I will say is delicious, but it's like three times the price. So we'll just, we'll just see what happens.
0: I get it. I mean, it's funny. All of my emails now are people just saying like, wishing me a happy Easter. And yes, I, I thank you. But also it's not Easter for me yet. My Easter's next week. Oh yeah. I knew that. I think I learned wow. that last year from you. <laughs> Yeah. I'm Orthodox Christian. And, um, and if you don't know what that means, there are two calendars in the Christian religion. You can look that up on Wikipedia, but, um, you know, Easter this week for Catholics, it happens on the first Sunday after Passover, after the spring equinox, which is, which already passed. So this would be the Sunday, but for Greek Orthodox, it's the first Sunday after the first full moon after Passover.
1: That's very complicated. The one is
0: about March 21st, which is, you know, other Christian religions and Orthodox Christianity, because it goes with the old calendar, it goes with the moon, moon calendar and Passover. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But well, that's no, it's funny. interesting
1: because the Jewish calendar is also on a lunar new year. And look, I'm not particularly religious. I just enjoy matzo balls and brisket. But um, but just like leap year, the Jewish calendar has like a leap month. So yeah. every fourth year, there's an extra month in there. So you notice like sometimes Hanukkah is like on Thanksgiving, Mm-hmm. And then the next year it's way back in December. Cause that's when the extra month goes in.
0: I get it. And that's the same. Like uh, sometimes like the full moon will happen the day before Passover. And then suddenly Greek Easter's on May 2nd or May 5th. And you're like, what is happening? Is that' why
1: I keep howling. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> is that why you keep what? Howling. Oh yeah. That's exactly why. Oh, well, sorry, no, in I'm my not- head, I'm a comedian. I don't know. I love it. But
0: I gotta say, on Monday, so like my mom, she has been in the hospital the last two weeks. I think she gets out today. But yesterday, like after she had surgery, she calls me to tell me, like, she's groggy now, right? After surgery. And she goes, Maria, make sure on Monday you go to Walgreens and get all the discounted Easter stuff so we can do an Easter egg hunt next week. And I'm like. Okay, I guess the procedure went really well if we're talking about like discounted plastic eggs. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Well, I am so happy you're here. I love doing online dating tech support. This is something that we do every second Thursday of the month. And if you are interested in attending a future online dating tech support, uh, there's a link in the show notes and you can register for the next one. Do you have any New York Times crossword puzzles coming out
1: soon? I do. I do. I don't know when, but it will be a Tuesday in the future. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, nerd alert, I uh, I not only do crossword puzzles, I, I like all word games, puns, all the things, but I started, it was my COVID um, like hobby I picked up, learning how to create crossword puzzles or construct them. And I went for the big guns, I was like, I'm gonna try the New York Times. And so I, I got a puzzle published last year, which was really exciting. And then I just got my second one accepted for a future Tuesday. So I'm moving on up, I went from Monday to Tuesday.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I'm really excited. I'm so excited. Thank you. Okay. So we have our first question. Go ahead. Hi.
2: Um, I would like guidelines on how to make that decision when you're like, should I go on this next date or not? You're kind of like trying to stay open-minded, but you're not very attracted. You're just mildly attracted. And you're kind of thinking like maybe between date two and three, I should say, no, I don't know. I just, what date are you on already? between two and three.
0: Okay. And you're, and you're in the issues is that you're and not, Now
2: a- I'm just like, I don't know if I want to like do it the third one and I've been deliberating. It's supposed to be tomorrow. And I'm like, Oh, ready to just say, maybe we just shouldn't do. And I'll just be honest. And he's been like very clear, like, you know, like I, I appreciate honesty, like in general, just talking about dates and dating and I was like, maybe I should just be honest and tell them. Can I ask you uh, maybe we're not a good match. And I just have trouble sometimes being open, but also having standards that I want to be excited. But sometimes, you know, I don't know. I just hear all sorts of advice. So I don't know what to do.
0: Well, can I ask a question really quick? Um, you said um, you're not attracted to them and also you're open-minded or is there something else that is, is it beyond the physical or are you just not physically attracted to them?
2: Yeah, I guess I'm not. I, 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 I don't see myself wanting to like make out with him. That's probably a good sign right there. Yeah. Like, it's just but, like, what kind of questions do you ask? yourself? I, I always ask myself two questions,
0: which is like, did I enjoy myself? And am I still curious about them? And if the answers to those two questions are not both yes, then there's no, there's not gonna be another date. So I guess here, you know, I think it's normal to not know if you wanna kiss someone, but you're saying you don't want to. And I feel like that's an element of curiosity, but Erica, maybe I have it all wrong. I love that she, they went on two dates, but no. it's okay if there's no third.
1: Um, I kind of have the opposite opinion. Uh, you already have the date on the calendar. No one's forcing you to make a decision. Even if the third date tells you, I do not want to date you, that's information. And so I would keep it. It's another hour. There's a train. It's another hour out of your life. Luckily, I think you have a lot more hours out of your life to live. So even if it gives you some clarity to the no side, that would be okay. And if somehow you find yourself really attracted tomorrow, amazing. But Um, I think a lot of people too much put pressure, we all put pressure on ourselves to make these decisions. But the reality is no one's asking us to make a decision. That's what dating is for. And so my opinion would be to keep the date. I think it's not that nice to cancel the day before anyway, even though I know a lot of people do it. um, And just see what happens. And if you still feel the same way, you don't need to go out. (laughs) Okay, can I say something else,
2: please? I, I've been deliberating all morning and I just canceled. And then he's like asking questions. Why? And I was like, well, I just want to be honest with you since you said you value honesty. And you know, I just don't think that we're a match. And then he's asking all these questions like, well, what was it? Was it this? Was it this? And I'm like, Hey, I don't want to like text about this, but maybe we can talk. And I think, I think you're actually a great person. You were very like, considerate and chivalrous and don't change that. But when you're just not a match, you're just not a match. Right. And you want someone who's like oh. excited, not deliberating. I don't know. Am I overthinking it? And now are. I, 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 I will, I will tell you, are, <laughs> like, I, don't,
0: I don't think, I think a lot of people deliberate a lot of people who are married, deliberated before going on certain dates, because you're making a decision and there's a dating with intention. And, and the one thing I will agree with Erica is that like, for me personally, like I say, you know, go, if you're not attracted, go on three dates because there is room for attraction to grow, especially with straight women. Um, I do wonder, Erica, would your advice have been the same if they were between like date five and date six?
1: No, five and six, you've gotten to know this person for many hours. And so if you're still not feeling attraction or excited, I would have given the opposite advice, which is, you know, cut your losses, be kind, but you know, move on. But in this case, although I don't know why you asked if you already canceled, but, um, but take the pressure off of yourself. Like you don't have to, you know, a lot of people ask after the first date, I don't know whether I should go on a second and they drive themselves crazy. And it's just like, what's the worst that happens? You go on a second or third date and and you're not into the person. Right. Well, I mean, the
0: point of a first dates to go on a second date, That's it. It's not to determine if you're going to marry this person or if they're financially aligned with you. That's not, that's not the purpose of first dates and, um, kind of bummed that you canceled before you, uh, got all the answers, but Hey, I guess that's it. Uh, now, now that you're going to have a conversation with him, I mean, there's, he's asking a lot of questions and, um, you know, I guess the easiest answer would be like, I just don't feel like there's long-term chemistry here and I don't want to waste your time. And he should be okay with that answer. That's a that's an, that's an answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. All right. Good luck. So um, our next question is from Abigail.
3: So just looking for a little advice here. I feel like when I'm on the apps, especially Hinge, which I feel like I've had the most luck with, but the profiles kind of fall into one of two categories. It's either this guy didn't put a lot of effort into it. It's like Uh, pineapple belongs on pizza, but then you get the other end of the spectrum. That's like, I'm an ESTJ looking for an INTP. And these are, this is everything about me. And it feels like there are very few guys who fall in that middle ground. And sometimes when they do, when you find someone who looks like they've put a little care and effort into their profile, you message them or they message you and it's completely boring. So kind of Mm -hmm. twofold advice on, is it a red flag if a guy hasn't put, because for me, it's a red flag with the Myers-Briggs and all of that. That's really not what I'm looking for. But if they haven't put effort in, is it worth trying to pursue that? Um, and if you get in a boring conversation, I try to move it to a date really quickly. I don't love texting, um, but even sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get them to ask me a question about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the line between Straight men not always being great communicators and
1: me not wasting my time. I think um, you are correct. And if someone hasn't put the time and effort in, that's that would be a red flag, Uh, because how invested is this person in the process if they haven't even taken the time to write, you know, more than two words, more than pineapple um, now, I wouldn't look at the ENTJ thing as a red flag because sometimes people write in a way that they think other people want to see, even though they're they're incorrect sometimes about what people actually want to see. Um, at least they've tried. They've put something down. They're mildly introspective enough to know they're Myers-Briggs. Um, so I think you're on track in terms of the, if, if someone doesn't put information that's not somebody necessarily you want to start something with but to your other question it's like pulling teeth yeah it's really frustrating and it happens to both men and women where you'll ask a a great question now i have a question when you're starting a conversation are you starting conversations on hinge are you writing Yes, I am,
3: because I got stuck in the cycle of like, just, you know, invite to start chat. And then I
1: I realized my my guy friends, they're like, no, you have to say something. No, you have to write a message. Good. And are you asking a question relevant to their profile?
3: Yes. So I usually respond to a prompt and my
1: usual formula is respond to the prompt and then ask like a leading question. That's not just yes or no. That's five stars. Absolutely perfect. Now, if they just answer that question and don't ask you anything back, which is annoying, I generally give it two chances. So, you know, oh, wow, well, I saw this picture of the hiking. I, I love hiking, blah, blah, blah. Where was that? The Grand Canyon. Oh, cool. When were you at the Grand Canyon? I'm thinking about going next year. Last year. At that point, I would just say, nice, fun, cool. Someone will either notice or not after that that they haven't asked you a single question. So that either ends the conversation or um, they'll start it there. Uh, I agree with getting to the date sooner rather than later. A few tricks to get you to the date faster. Hey, that's a really good question. Uh, Much better answer in person. Or I'm really enjoying our conversation. Should we meet for a drink sometime? Or um, I'm really enjoying our conversation. Where should we go from here? Any of those will lead it to the date. That is such great insight. And also, Abigail, I just want
0: to remind you that like, you know, you have your own single life and you're going out and you're online dating, and maybe you're meeting people out and about, and the people that you're swiping, they also have their own single lives. They're also going on dates. And, you know, if someone doesn't reply right away, or someone is replying with a one-liner, it might be because they're just at that moment, just responding to respond. But maybe later, like, you know, Erica said, she gives two chances to get them to be like, Hey, you know, you got to respond. But, you know, I, I, I always try to as soon as the conversation begins that like when there's an actual conversation happening, then you start to pivot towards like, okay, when can we meet offline, be it video or in person? Um, and I mentioned that because, you know, I think sometimes people say, Oh, it took him two days to respond to my message. And it's like, yeah, he probably had a date last night and he wasn't on hinge today. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not personal. Yeah. You know? So. Oh, and
1: I would also add to your profile, something you really like. Um, so like, I don't know where you live, But let's say you're in New York and you really like um, exploring new places in the East Village. I'm not making this up, but put that in your profile. Or if you have a favorite drink, like I love an old-fashioned, searching for the best one. It makes it really easy for someone to know how to ask you out. Oh, I know. Great place for an old-fashioned. It's here.
0: Thank you so much.
4: Go to our next hand, Ashley. So my issue right now is kind of a version of dating fatigue. Um, And it's, I think, kind of specific to the fact that I can appear really extroverted and have like a good amount of energy when I'm talking to people. But it actually is incredibly draining when it's strangers and not people that I actually know and love. Um, So I find myself trying to do a lot of the like, I don't want to endlessly text you. I don't really learn a lot of things about you on the app. I want to get off the app. So I'm pretty good at converting app into first dates as long as they're relatively responsive. And I, I don't have any problems doing a lot of the tips that Erica, you just laid out of being like, so um, w- what do we want to do with this conversation? So I tend to give them the benefit of the doubt of like kind of rote, you know, comparing of places that you've lived or things like that, that happen in the app and try to get it offline. I end up with a ton of just like two two and a half hour first dates that Mm -hmm. I find really boring and really like I am bringing all the energy to the conversation and they're just kind of myrrh and so where Ashley where are these dates um usually like drinks sometimes coffee but usually drinks ends up being kind of the first date place okay so I just feel like I have trouble with you know, I, I leave the date feeling like, okay, I, I didn't get excited about their personality. And I think for me, I am the person who's like, oh, if you have a really good personality, you'll instantly become more attractive to me. And so I'm less worried about whether I'm attracted to you going into the date. Um, but I just keep finding a lot of people who don't bring much of a personality and much, you know, energy, or I I say on my profile, like, I love a sense of humor and wit and sarcasm and who doesn't Ashley? who does? not Yes. And I think they're all looking like, oh yeah, that's me. And actually like you're okay. (laughs) I
0: I know Erica has what what she's going to say, but like off the bat, you're putting a lot of pressure on first dates for men to entertain you. And that is not what first you're meeting a stranger. If you were at a, um, well, let's say you were at a friend's wedding and you met someone, um, you know, sitting next to you at the table or sitting across from you more likely. Right. Um, and now I get that, you know, weddings have like music and there's, you know, obviously a, a shared distraction the, the couple. Right. But you would be showing a lot more grace to this person because you just met them. They're not there to entertain you. And I think you just, you just said a lot of things that make it seem to me that, you're putting a lot of pressure on what a first date's supposed to be. And and then also you mentioned like, well, I said in my profile, they should have a sense of humor. And it's like, well, yeah, every person wants that. I don't, I've never met a person doesn't want some of the sense of humor and everyone looks at that, right? Ashley, do you think you have a sense of humor?
4: Yes. And I feel like I, I think what I mean is that I love to have a conversation where it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to tell you this funny story and that's going to remind you of this thing. And we're able to get into a conversation flow that feels less right. like awkward pauses and, and interview questions and those things. And I know that that's like a hard hill to climb in a first date and it's, and it's not funny, something that happens and it's right funny, away. And Ashley, it's funny you just
0: mentioned a hard hill to climb because I don't think it's a hard hill. I think that um, part of me wonders if the stuffiness of going to a bar or a wine bar for dates is what could be an obstacle. I think if you're looking for really long conversations that have a really natural ebb and flow, it's always good to um, go for walks or sit across from each other at a bar or restaurant, which I know can be kind of difficult when it's a stranger, but it gives opportunity for you know conversation to happen without the intimacy and pressure of you know, eye contact.
1: I picked up on different things about your question, Ashley. Mm -hmm. So um, you're not going to hit it off with most people, not you, the collective you are not going to hit it off with most people. And that's okay. And I wouldn't make any generalizations from the fact that you go on sometimes a string of dates where you're like, meh, that's going to happen. It's part of dating. Um, My real question is why are these dates lasting so long if you're not into it? So my suggestion is go for a happy hour date. And then have dinner plans after with a friend so that way the evening is not feeling so draining if you don't enjoy your date and there's a cutoff point because it sounds like uh, you have a harder time and tell me if I'm wrong um, saying like this has been fun I should really get going because yeah, you can do I that. do yeah. Um, and they'll just kind of half keep hours, hanging out. <laughs> yeah, no, two and a half hours. It was because you're very likable, but two and a half hours is a very long time. I don't want to talk to most people for for that long. So, um, so cut it off after an hour and and treat yourself to something, whether it's dinner with a friend or uh, going home to watch uh, your favorite show. Or but you have to tell the guy ahead yeah. of time, like, "Hey,
0: let's grab drinks before I head out to dinner."
1: Yeah, and 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 not, you know leave enough time in there so it doesn't feel like you're rushing him because he'll he might be offended by that but yeah I, yeah I'm that's saying, what I'm always worried about is that I would yeah, make like, feel yeah but bad. if you say hey, I have dinner plans at eight but I would love to meet you at six I mean that's plenty of time and you can say you know if we're getting along great we'll do it again um but so I I would focus I'm focused more on less the pressure you're putting yourself on you know putting on the first date and more just like if you're not feeling it you're not feeling it it's okay you don't have to stay that extra hour and a half to 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 just see you know yourself well and so yeah my suggestion would just be keep going on the dates um make them shorter if you're not feeling it and and don't like get on yourself for like it's gonna happen that you're not gonna hit it off with most people and then when you do you'll know so I know that thank was a completely so
4: different take. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think they're both helpful in in different aspects. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next question is from Kendall.
5: So I consider myself pretty inexperienced in the realm of dating. And, you know, I've maybe been on, 10 dates in the last few years um, and it's both, uh, you know, definitely I have not made dating a priority in my life and, you know, all that stuff. Um, so, you know, I've been on the app for a while and been on three dates with this one guy um, and he, you know, I've chatted on and off with other people on the apps, but nothing has led anywhere and have received some advice from friends to not put all of my eggs in one basket. Um, and I just, I feel like I lack confidence in um, in the dating realm because I'm, you know, don't have that experience. So um, just curious, you know, I, I I've talked to other people online, but nothing has gone anywhere. Um, nothing has led to any first dates yet. So um just curious as to what your advice might be in terms of um, building my confidence with
1: this guy that I'd like to
5: continue seeing or if I should date other people or I don't
6: know.
1: You like this person. Are you the type of person who when you like someone you sort of and, and this is not accusatory this is an actual question like do you get obsessed with like how often do you text and this that do you get laser focused or not
7: um, or are you
1: pretty chill? Yeah.
5: Yeah, no, I, I would say that I, I get laser focused
1: for sure. Then I think that's probably why your friends suggested to keep talking yeah. to other people. So you don't get too laser focused until you're in a relationship yeah. with somebody. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I, I know exactly what the question is. But um, as far as building confidence, I mean, the more practice you have, the more confidence you'll have. It sounds like you're slowly getting into online dating, use the tips we talked about earlier in terms of bringing these conversations with new people to dates. Um, You know, you can be more of the, I don't want to say aggressive, certainly not the aggressor, but more assertive in terms of getting it to a date. Um, But it sounds like you're doing really well. And the fact that you really like this person after three dates is wonderful. And so keep keep doing that. Like, I think if anything, it shows you that there are people out there who you can really click with. And, and that in itself is a good lesson to learn. And that should be a confidence booster. And so that's, that's really it. Awesome. Thanks. Oh, signed. Absolutely. Great.
8: Thank you.
0: Allie, love to hear your question.
8: I feel like Kendall's a badass. I really get a good vibe from her. So I'm going to say that. (laughs) Oh, so I I joined last a few months ago and right before I was about to move to London. And I have since, I asked a question about how to adjust to a new city and dating life. And I've since moved it's been about uh, two months. And I've taken uh, both of your advice to just explore the city and kind of strategize just meeting people in general. And that's been really great. And the dates have been like, you know, kind of run the gamut of positive negative all over the world, but it's overall been a positive experience. Um, but i I feel like I'm entering a phase where the 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 kind of uh, the excitement of the move has passed and i'm I'm just kind of hitting a not a low, but it's it's slightly down. And I was wondering if you would recommend uh, continuing dating. And exploring this or taking a different approach and focusing on myself. And I think one thing that has been getting to me a lot is what's happening in the world. And so it's it's similar in that theme. If you have any advice.
0: You go on dates, um, being that you're let's say American. Are your dates with other Americans expats or are they with British people or other immigrants?
8: Yeah, I've gone on a date with the Swedish person, Bulgarian uh, Turkish got, yeah, no, no Americans.
0: And so the reason why I yeah. ask is when you go on British. dating people, do they find, do people treat you like you're the American ambassador and like ask you questions about America or you talk about politics or you talk about the news or you talk about, yeah, she's, so Ali's nodding. Yes. Is that, is that what's happening? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that, that uh, I I know what that feels like. Cause I used to live in Greece and, um, I, I would get annoyed, especially like it wasn't even on dates. Like I would get into a cab and, you know, I don't have a really thick Greek American accent. I, I, I know I speak Greek really well. Um, and I have a good, good dialect because I learned English when I was five, but, uh, but you know, they'll pick up on like how I say one word and they're like, are you, are you from Cyprus? And I'm like, no, I grew up in the States. And they're like, oh, and then all of a sudden it's like, we're talking about 9 11. Like, it's just like these weird. I mean, this was back in 2003 where it was like closer to 9 11. But I just remember like suddenly I was the American ambassador for any issues that they had with the American government or, or like culture. You know, like, I'll start talking about the Kardashians now whenever I ever go to Greece. And I'm like, what? I don't, or, or like, um, do you know Beyonce? And it's like, no, I don't know Beyonce. Not yet, at least. So anyway, so Ali, I, I, the reason why I asked that is that because that can be really draining, right? Because you're not talking about yourself now, you're talking about your identity. And I know people can't see you, but you should know that Ali has just been nodding along to everything that I'm saying. So I'm, I'm assuming this resonates with you. Why don't yes. you give me some more words?
8: Yes, it it, it is. Uh, it's almost like a performance in, in a way. Yeah. It's, it's not related to me. It's about, yeah.
0: So do you, Erica, do you have any, see, I don't think before I ask the question, I don't think Americans do this so much to British people. I think there is this initial attraction that some American women have with British accents and they're like, "Ooh, say spoon or something." Uh, but maybe that's like the wrong word. Say fork and it's like folk. And and uh, and then after that, it's like, "Okay, they don't cuz you know, we don't know anything about Britishness here. We're not taught these things." So it's like it's like we immediately start talking about you and I think in the United in American culture such a massive export. So what advice should we give to Allie that helps her pivot? I think Allie needs to keep dating because these, but we need to learn how to work the problem, which is stopping the ambassador of America on dates. And it's not her fault, but we just have to learn how to pivot away from the natural curiosity people have. Like you might be the first time they go out with an American. You're like as close to, it's funny. They'll think they're as close to, they'll get to Pamela Anderson, but Pamela Anderson is Canadian.
6: <laughs>
1: Everything you just said is spot on and the fact that you recognize Maria that why Allie is probably exhausted yep. I think is is yeah is spot on I would be exhausted too if I felt like every time I had to either defend myself or explain or this that and the other so like you said I would try to treat the dates more like dates you went on here where you're just talking about you as people and if they get into asking about you know t- t- Trump or whatever they feel like asking about just say you know what um i'm really trying to explore my life here so let's talk about you know new restaurants i should try and things like that as trivial as that sounds i want you to sort of bring it back to just what's in front of you present
0: ali can you let's practice for a second can you give me an example of where you were the ambassador to uh, america united states specifically
8: <laughs> i hooked up with a french guy a few months ago and what he said it? that it was like being in a porn because of my accent.
0: What? <laughs> I've heard that before too, Erica. I mean, I've heard that too. Like that's, that's such a, that's such a common trope in Europe.
8: I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I yeah. couldn't blame him. Like, I don't know. It was, I thought it was funny. I didn't take offense to it, I mean, but that's funny. It wasn't, but it, yeah. you, should tell him, you
0: should have been like, same. I have dreamt about this ever since I watched Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I oh, know. I know. So, uh, so wait, so give, that's like a, that's a, that's a sex example. I can't help you pivot in sex, but, but is there like a date example? Like, has anyone ever talked to you about Trump on dates?
8: Yeah, all the time. And, and it's making me realize just, it's not only dating it's with, I had an interview this morning and it was, we talked about Trump and, and so it's, it's a common theme, not just in dating. I hadn't realized that until just now. And is
0: it, is the stance like you suddenly have to defend why your country electorally voted for him?
8: It's more of a, it, it, it happened to us. It's happening elsewhere. Conversation. Uh, I see. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like the response that sucks a lot. I like using that every time I want to get away from like conversations. I mean, I also use this when people tell me bad news, I'll be like, like, oh, you know, my parent just died. Oh, wow, that sucks. Uh, are you okay? Like, I immediately kind of bring it back to them, not to me, because it's they're, they're, they're connected to this. Like, I don't have a connection to, you know, I obviously feel bad for my friend, but you know, how, how do you feel? You want to talk about it. So how do you like I would bring it back to them? That's so I knew I knew that was going to be your answer the moment you said I'm having issues. I was like, she's probably defending. I mean, have you been in a situation where you've had to explain the Electoral College to non-Americans? Nodding yes. Um, Yeah, that's like that is the craziest conversation you could ever have. Like people don't understand it. But if anyone ever asks you about the Electoral College, be like, you know what? Countries have really weird voting systems. Um, Let me look at France right now. And, uh, you know, we're just not in a parliamentary system. Like we don't we don't have a thing where like, you know, oh, the, we can have a snap election next month. We have elections every four years and we just have a really weird way of doing it. You can look at the Wikipedia page. It describes it way better than I can. Take it away from you. Question,
1: in your profile, do you lead with the fact that you're American?
8: Yeah, I have it, I have
0: it. Well, so I yeah. wonder
1: if you took that out for a month Let's yeah. see if it's okay. different because that way people can't like fetishize you being foreign. They don't know. You certainly don't know from looking at you. You could be anything. And yeah. so try it without that for a bit and just make you you versus Allie the American. You're just Allie the Allie. And okay. you can say you're new to London. Plenty of people are new to London from other areas of the UK. Um, try it. Just just see what happens. Yeah. They'll know uh, the minute you open your mouth, you're American, but at least they won't come in with all of these questions, you know, lined up in, you know, that they can't wait to throw at you.
4: Okay. It.
1: like,
0: Wait, you're American. That's so funny. And it's like, and then, and then you can immediately call them out. Like, yeah, but I don't, I don't every, and you could say, you know what you can do? Oh, Erica, that is so brilliant because now on the date, when the guy goes, why didn't you tell me you were American? You could say, you know, when I do that on, when I do that on my profile before, suddenly I was the American ambassador and I had to answer huh. all these questions I didn't want to answer. And I'd rather just go on the date. And yeah. like, that's just going to stop people from being like ambassador Allie.
6: Exactly. I'm so
0: excited. Okay. This is great.
1: Okay. Dude. Report back in one month report after back. you take out America from your profile. Yeah. We want to see I you next month
0: I will so we'll do an update for the pod. So it'll okay, be good. Thank you. Thank you. Holly, welcome to, uh, online dating tech support.
9: Okay. There's, this might be a lot of context, but, um, I've been seeing a guy for like a month now. Um, and like, he's really great. I really like, him. um, he did just move to the city like a month and a half ago. So we met like two weeks into him being here. Um, and like, we agreed to take it slow, which like, I'm totally cool with, um, he also like respected, like me wanting to wait to have sex. And like, we ended up like following the 12 date rule, which like, I was pretty excited. About. Um, I didn't know if we'd make it, but we did. Um, but, um, this past week we like decided to like take a little beat and a little time just cause like, he's been feeling overwhelmed with like adjusting to living here and like, you know, um he's also very good at setting boundaries because he said in the past he like has a tendency to like come on too strong um and stuff like that. Um so like I'm really glad that he knows how to like set boundaries and stuff and like I want to be respectful to that obviously. Um and I guess like I I usually end up in these like shorter term situationships that don't really go anywhere, which I feel like is also just very common in dating right now. And I don't really know like how to best broach like moving past that point like again we've only been been dating a and like I'm not really trying to define anything quite yet um but you know we both said like last time we spoke like oh we definitely want to keep seeing each other and we enjoy each other's time together and look forward to it and stuff like that so yeah I guess yeah I just don't really know how to like move past the like early phases into like the next phase I don't know if you have any advice or if that's too like specific
1: like you changed the terms on you It sounds like you have been getting to know each other really well for a month. And then are you the one who wanted to like take a beat or him?
9: No, it was him. Um, Right.
1: And, and, and you're just going along with it, Mm -hmm. but you can have a say in it too. You can say, you know, I like the pace we're going and I prefer to keep that up. And if you can't do it, so it goes, but you don't have to defer to somebody else's um, you know, ideas of, of a relationship. So that's the first thing, like, I want to empower you to say, no, no, I like how often we've been seeing each other. I don't, I don't want to see each other less. Um, I don't necessarily have a, an answer to your broader question of like, how do you get it passed? I would just say, advocate for yourself. You know what you're looking for. It sounds like you're looking for a serious relationship. You don't have to to go along with, with someone else's terms. And I have no idea, you know, what part of that Maria picked up on when you asked your question, but that's what I immediately heard. He wanted to take a beat and I respect that. You could respect it, but you don't have to go along with it.
0: Yeah, I think you're, you know, in any relationship, you're still 50% of the equation. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, your question reminds me of these questions that I get from people who say, oh, I started dating a guy, but he said he's not in a, you know, emotionally or mentally good place and wants to take a break. And that's when I say like, okay. And, and you've done that. Okay. Now what, like, what's, what's the next step here? Because I think when you're put in these positions, you're like, okay, so do I not talk to you until you're ready to talk to me? Because that's not what I want you to do either. And I think if you find yourself in this position where you're confused, it's okay. It's okay to ask questions. And I think the reason why so many people don't ask questions is because there is this incorrect preconceived notion that you would be seen as needy, but it's not needy to communicate your communication needs. So, you know, Holly, you are used to certain cadence in your relationship, right? You went on dates, you would talk, whatever, and that is suddenly shifting. And it's not shifting because you spend each, every single day together. And naturally, you know, people do stop, people tend to stop texting each other all day when they spend a lot more time together. Mm -hmm. Um, You're saying he's taking a beat. These are your words. So I would kind of go back and be like, look, you know, you need your space. I get it. Uh, But here's what I need. And this relationship is 50, 50. So you guys, you know, you have to find not necessarily compromise, but you have to acknowledge each other's needs and figure out what is the best route forward during this beat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or, or you need to learn if this beat is really just code word for, you know what? I got to know you. And I've decided I'm no longer interested in dating you, but I don't know how to break up with you because you're a really nice person. Right,
9: yeah. I definitely understand that's a permutation that may yeah. happen.
1: And I yeah. think the fear in asking questions is always, I don't yeah, want to rock the you. boat. I don't want to turn someone off. I think as yeah. women, we're conditioned to somehow be okay with the status quo and not worry and worry too much about what other people think. But if you're ask, if your clarifying question completely rocks the boat, It was meant to be rocked. So I know that's why people are in things for too long sometimes because they're afraid to bring up their needs and they'll take whatever breadcrumbs they can get because it's better than nothing. But is it better than nothing? So I would just encourage you in this situation or any future situation um, to just say what's on your mind because you respect him for sharing what he needs. So he will, why wouldn't he respect you for sharing what you need. And this is a conversation I know I have all the time with women. And I assume you do too, Maria, where they'll ask me like, what does this mean? And I'll say, I have no clue. Ask, <laughs> you know, and they'll be like, well, I don't want to ask. Or, or a client the other day asked me, she had been on three dates with a guy. And she said, why doesn't he do banter between dates on text? And I said, I don't know. And maybe he doesn't like texting. Maybe he's not that into it. I have no idea. I said, why don't you just say, hey, I like banter between dates. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to push it. Push it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
9: 100%. Yeah, we we agreed to have like a phone call at some point. So I guess
0: I'll That's figure today. It. You're going to have a phone call today. You are ready for that phone call today.
9: Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it.
7: All right. Um. Hi. I am I'm also living in Europe. So it's funny with the whole uh, being the American ambassador. I absolutely find that the truth. Um, but I'm also finding that maybe more so than usual, uh kind of in this almost post-COVID scenario, guys seem to be more in a in a hoe phase than usual. Um, or maybe they always are. And so what are some good like subtle or even straightforward ways to suss out um like before going on that first date, if they're just looking for a hookup, because I've had conversations with uh, some guys, we're talking, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's uh, let's meet up. And then they just wanna go for a walk or a coffee. And then they expect to hook up afterwards, which is very strange. And uh, other people I've talked to beforehand, I'm like, yeah, let's go on a date. Like, oh, well, are you like looking to date? Or are you looking for a relationship? I'm like, well, if it's the right person, yes. And like, well, I just want something more casual. So it just seems like a lot of people just want something super casual. And if I'm trying to date with intent, intention or intent, then that's not going to work out as well. Where do you live? Um, I am in the Netherlands. Okay. I asked this because,
0: um, the, the cultures and online dating culture and dating culture just shift dramatically from country to country, um, especially in Europe. Um, and, uh, Yeah. You're going to get people who are not looking that are you, what app are you using? I've been using hinge and bumble. Okay. uh, Amsterdam. Yeah. So, and does it say in your profile that
7: you're American? Uh, I had that for a little bit and then I removed it. So I don't have that anymore.
0: My initial, and I definitely want to hear Erica's take on this. Um, but my, if you're dating online, I think there are certain prompts you can use Mm
4: -hmm.
0: to show that you are that there is an intention to get to know someone. So for instance, um, you know, there is this prompt that says a hallmark of a good relationship is. And I like to, for me, I think it's really nice when it's like answered in a unique way because then it's message bait for people to message you. Um, so, you know, I said this recently on an online dating profile review, like they said, a, a <laughs> the hallmark of a great relationship is, you know, communicating a health, healthy communication. It's like, yeah, no shit, but that's not, you know, make it more unique. Like for me, it'd be yeah. like long drives listening to, um, you know, you know, informative podcasts or news podcasts, like something that like would grab someone to want to ask about like, okay, what podcasts do you listen to or whatever? And, but the, the reason why I mentioned that particular problem, is because it has the word relationship in it. yeah, And I think it does give this subconscious cue to Europeans. And I'm assuming hinge is translated into Dutch, into Dutch, right? Uh, I think it's all in English. Yeah. It's all in English there.
7: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I think the word relationship has a certain connotation to it when, when someone reads it and maybe I'm wrong, Erica, I know, I know men don't necessarily read the profiles.
1: No, that's the exact advice I was going to give. And I don't think it's subtle at all. I think you should put that you're looking for a relationship. And then hopefully if someone's only looking for a hookup, that like can exclude themselves. Now assume that someone's actually reading your profile. Whether they are exactly. or not, you know, who knows. But I, I would I would just put it right in there. Not like not in an you know in an obnoxious way or anything, but just you know in one of the prompts, whether it's that one or another one, you can mm-hmm. say searching for a long term relationship or searching for a committed relationship. Yeah. That yeah. should exclude people right off the bat. Um and so that's what I would do. Now I yeah. will say Go ahead. And, and this is an overgeneralization for straight men, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> they're, they're very binary. So like we mm-hmm. go on a date and, you know, maybe we're attracted, maybe not. You know, their personality is great. So it makes them more attractive sometimes. Whereas men, I think of it as like a zero and a one. Zero wouldn't sleep with her. One would. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you fall into the one, that could mean only sleep with her or get to know her more to have a relationship with her. Right. And so it sounds like you're going out with a lot of people where you fit into their one, but then for whatever reason, they're only thinking the sex part. Now, is that because your personalities don't mesh or that's what they're looking for only? I have no idea. But, um, but if you sort of take that version of one off the table, then I, I do think the dates will go better and you'll find more what you're looking for. Okay. Great. Thank you. Yeah,
7: because I I find it's hard to just say, oh, what are you looking for uh, before you even meet somebody? Because that's a, a weird
1: question when you don't
7: know that person. Well,
1: generally when men ask that, they're asking for something casual. I found like 90% of the time when a guy says on an app, what are you looking for? And you say a relationship and he says, oh, mm. well, would you be up for casual fun? No. No. Is the yeah.
0: And to like to, to Erica's point here, right. If a man is asking you like, what are you looking for? He's literally praying. You say, blow. I just want to give you a blow job. That's the <laughs> only answer he's hoping he'll get from you because a guy in a relationship guy who wants like a relationship, he's not asking that. He knows you're mm. looking for a relationship. You're not exactly. App, you know? He's
1: seeing what he can get from you.
0: Yeah. And it's so- like when guys ask for like more photos after it's just to see what they can get away with. They saw six of your photos, Like they don't need more photos. They just want to see, okay, if she gives me a photo, maybe the next time she'll give me a sexier photo. Like it's, it's like upping the ante. And I also want to just say, right. The way a guy answers that question, like, what are you looking for? That means do not take, like if a guy says I'm only looking for casual, believe him. Mm -hmm. But if it says I'm, I don't know, or I'm looking for a relationship, Those are real answers, right? A guy Mm -hmm. could be looking for a relationship, meet you and decide he doesn't want a relationship with you. A guy could also select, I don't know, because he doesn't want to seem desperate by putting, I'm looking for a relationship online. So I, I, I want to do a book shout out really quick. I had Dr. Mimi Winsberg a few weeks ago on my podcast. And she has this amazing book called speaking in thumbs. And in fact, you can tell what someone is looking for, even just in the first few messages, when they start texting you or messaging you online, like if, if someone messaged you about your body, like, you know, you look really hot, goodbye, that's you're done. You know what I mean? Do you get what I'm trying to do? Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah, Um, That makes sense.
0: You know, anyone talking about body that like before meeting you, that's usually a sign of like, yeah, he's trying to pivot you into casual, not relationship.
1: Okay. Just one follow up. And I had a video about this recently. If they say they're looking for for a relationship and then they seem to only want sex with you, they they weren't necessarily lying about it. They just, you fit into that other one category where they don't see it as relationship material, but they'll see if they can pivot into something else Uh, because a lot of women will say to me like but he said he was looking for a relationship well he is it just wasn't the right fit for whatever reason
7: yeah and yeah that makes sense because I I find here even before meeting with people they seem to be like yeah I'm just looking to hook up and i be like yeah no that's not what I want they've already
1: excluded themselves that's Mm
7: -hmm. fine thank you for your that's happening a lot beforehand or a lot like once you get on the date um and then they're like oh this is a date I'm like Okay. So this
6: is, so, all right. Well, thank you ladies.
7: Mm-hmm. Thank you,
6: Amy. Hi. So um, I'm finding I have like app fatigue. I'm on match and I'm on Pinge, and I'm not type a where I need to clear all the notifications, but it's just, I feel like it's too much. So I'm not really sure which one's better because I am looking for a relationship and then it's kind of been touched upon. I've been getting, you know, where people, I don't want a pen pal. If I want, I have plenty of friends, you know, well, I mean, I have a close group of friends. I'm not looking for another friend at the moment. If that should happen after dating, great, but like I'm good. And it's really frustrating because I will do a couple of those prompts. Like you were saying, oh, where well, this is really good. Maybe we should meet for a drink sometime. And I've, I've liked the tip about saying having a dinner because I have found myself where I've been on a date for two hours because they're like, let's get a second round. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm good. I wanna leave. And then it's like that awkward, I guess because I care too much sometimes about what the other person is thinking that I don't wanna go out of my way to be hurtful or harmful or, or unkind. Um, and I try to be honest as much as I can, but I'm like overwhelmed. Should I just be on one and focus on that? And then, you know, these conversations, like I said, my friends are like, well, you're encouraging the pen pal. It's like, no, I'm not. I, I really am saying, let's meet up. Let's grab a coffee. Let's go for a walk. Oh, you're in the city. I'm in the city too. Maybe we can meet for, you know, now that the weather's nice, you know, something outside. I don't know. And, um, and it's, it's getting frustrating to the point where I want, I've heard so many successful stories with online dating, but for me, it's the bane of my existence.
1: <laughs> Do you mind my asking how old you are? I just turned 38 in February. So I've generally been giving the advice that, so the apps skew younger than uh, like match.com or a site like that. I've generally been saying if you're under about 45, and that's a completely arbitrary number, stick with, focus on the apps. You're going to find more people uh, I think you'll like on Hinge than I do on Match. That's Uh not to say... You could look, they're going to be amazing and terrible people. But if you're feeling that overwhelmed, I would stick with hinge. I would write your eight messages that you get for free every day. If you're not paying for it. So you get eight. I would write actual messages like we talked about earlier and then put it away. If you're feeling overwhelmed, um, as for your dates, stop worrying so much about what the other person thinks. Just say, yeah, I should really get going. Thanks for a nice time. That's it that's, that's plenty nice. That's not rude at all. You know, if it makes you feel better, I should really get going Have an early morning. doesn't matter. Um, because you're important and you have to take care of yourself. And so it's more than okay to cut the date when you need to. Um, so I would, yeah, I would focus on hinge. I would do it strategically. I, I am the type a type who likes, I'm an inbox zero type of girl. So if you find all of, I find that the messier something is, the more stressful it is. If I don't make my bed every morning, I'm stressed. Me too. My my laundry hasn't been folded. And it's the same thing with an inbox. So if you're seeing a million messages in there that you have no intention of responding to, either hide them on hinge or unmatch them. And things will feel less overwhelming when there's less stuff in there you have to deal with. Okay. It might take an hour to go through all of that. Who cares? Do it while you're, uh, you know, drinking a glass of wine and cooking dinner or something.
6: That's what I'll try. Uh, I thought like match might be more, it's interesting you say hinge is more for, you know, with a certain age bracket. I thought like, I hear mixed on both. And so I thought because you're investing money on match or investing time, someone investing in a profile is not investing just to like, you know, get laid, but I could be wrong. (laughs) Uh,
1: There is no wrong and right. You're going to find great, and not great on every site. You're gonna find serious and casual on every site. And so I'm just listening to you saying you're overwhelmed. Should I focus on one versus another? That's why I picked hinge, not because I don't like match. I like match fine. Um, but if you're focusing on one, also hinge is hinge is like is trendier than match. Yes. And so you're gonna find people who have joined online dating more recently. So hinge came out. I know Tinder came out in 2012 and shortly thereafter match has been out since 1995. Okay. We don't know how long people have been on match. So people who are more new to online dating and like are hipper and and trendier. I know that makes me sound unhip using those words. I get it, but you're going to find them more on hinge.
6: Well, that makes sense because I've seen people that like, I actually went on a date with pre COVID and they're still on there and they're messaging me. It's like, and they're probably using the
1: same pictures from 10 years ago. So (laughs) (laughs)
6: okay good point thank you Mm -hmm. your question amy
1: all right last
0: question for this week's online dating tech support
10: hi um, first of all i love you matchmaker maria so much you've helped me so much in my like last year of dating um i'm happy yeah i mean i don't know what i would do without you honestly Um, so, okay. A little backstory. I met this guy like a little over a year ago. Uh, we started out as distance, which made it really easy to follow the 12 day rule, which we almost made it, it was 11 dates, but hey, okay, um, rules was, are meant to be broken. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so after I want to say like, just kind of casual conversation and like eight months getting to know each other, we did like a three months of long distance dating, Uh, which like ultimately didn't work we really liked each other but like the distance and like the communication just like wasn't good for me so we stopped uh seeing each other and then there was like a six months a six month break and now he's like moving here to my city so we've like obviously started you know seeing each other again and um you know, in the past last year when we were together, I, we kind of had a conversation about kids, um, how I've never really wanted them. I just, um, it's just never really like been in my DNA. However, um, and I can't believe I'm about to admit this in front of everybody, but like in February, um, I found out that I can't have them, um, which, like it sh- I shouldn't be so upset about it, but it is something that I've been like kind of mourning, um, since February. And so he kind of, goes-
0: hold on, hold on, hold on a second. We got to give, you have to give yourself space to what you yes. just said. Okay. So it, you just found out you can't have kids. Yeah. And, and then you followed up that statement by saying, I shouldn't be upset about it.
10: Well, yeah.
0: If you want to <laughs> have biological children, this is devastating and yeah. you are allowed to feel devastated.
10: Yeah. It's been devastating. But give yourself awesome. a minute, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I mean, it's never something that I wanted, but you know, I have been in a relationship before where I thought like, Oh, maybe I would do it with this person. So, okay. um, well, the option that...
0: has been removed now and that's yeah. devastating.
10: Yeah. It's been devastating. Um, but he came back into my life in March. So I've been kind of grieving this uh, like all through February and like up until now. And he doesn't know, like he knows that there's something going on with my health, but um, I didn't disclose that part of the information yet. And he agreed with me before that, like, you know, having kids right now in this world, it's kind of messy and scary. And like, I don't know why people would want to do it. And like, I've always wanted to adopt, but, um, yeah, I just don't know how to like bring this up to him because like, I'm finally at a point now where I can talk about it. Um, but like in February it was like, I couldn't even speak to friends about it. I know exactly what you're going to do.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go for a long ass walk. And that is when you're going to tell him. Yeah. Like you're going to just blurt, you know, you can have, you know, like you go for a walk, you're going to talk about whatever you talk about. And then at some point you're going to pause, you're going to take a deep breath And it's one sentence after another. I have to tell you, I need to share something with you, period. And then you go to the next sentence. I learned some news about my health, period. Take a deep breath. The next, like, it's just one sentence after another. And the third sentence is, I learned that I might not be able to have, that I might not be able to carry children because that's really what it is here, right? You can still have I don't know, I'm not a healthcare professional, but I think you can still have biological children via surrogate, depending on what state you live in and how you feel about that. Um, You mentioned that you would love, it seems like you'd be open to giving a child that needs a home through adoption. Um, So there are still ways to be a parent that does not require you to carry a child. Yeah. And then after you say those three sentences, I think if he is... I think he's going to react in a in a, in a hopefully listening way. Right. He'll let you just breathe. Yeah. Maybe he'll ask you how you feel. And when he asks you how you feel, that is when you tell him how you feel, which is like, you know, I I never really thought about it, but now that I know I can carry children, it, it made me very sad. If this is how you feel, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but you're really your story. I hate to say it. And it's sad to say is not unique. So many women experience issues with fertility and you are probably not the first woman he speaks to about it. Yeah. So I think, you know, the question here is, do you want to date this person? Do you want to be vulnerable with this person to have that conversation? Because if you don't, then he's not that person.
10: Yeah. I mean, he's been back in my life for like a month, but like back then I had your boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really like said it, but
0: yeah. How can someone be back in your life and you still be, if, if someone comes back, they have to remove all of the confusion that would, that, that existed the first time
10: around. Yeah, he has. I mean, like everything that I, you know, had issues with before it's, they're like not. Okay. anymore. And I mean, you know, I haven't felt the need to like, make like get the exclusivity talk because I just I know that it's there already you know like he's like just by things that he said like like he has called me his girlfriend at some point like you know we were joking about like how he was going to tell his work that he was leaving on the other side of the country he's like well I'm at the love of my life like so like I'm not worried that this isn't exclusive like I know that it is
0: Then it's time to get, when you feel comfortable, it's time to get vulnerable. I mentioned walking because I, I tend to see that walking. It really diffuses the tension that would exist if you were sitting across from each other.
4: Yeah.
10: It gives you a moment to breathe. Yeah. I like that idea. And, and it's like, you would say, do it soon. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Erica, what do you think?
1: I agree with all of that. Um, I start all co- awkward conversations with this is going to be awkward or I have something awkward to share with you because that way that also diffuses the tension. If you just lay out, I feel awkward sharing this. It just yeah. lays it right out. I use that all the time. Um, but I I agree that if this is someone who you want in your life, communication is so important and I think it'll be extremely telling how you feel communicating with him but also how he reacts to it and just to maria's are you still there um yeah sorry that's okay just to maria's point you even if you still don't want children you are allowed to mourn the the you're allowed to mourn the fact that it's not an option anymore because that's real and and There is no time period for that. There is no correct or incorrect way to handle that. And so give yourself some, some grace there. You can feel however the heck you want. So stop judging yourself for feeling a certain way. Yeah. But yes, I I would would bring it up sooner rather than later. Yeah. Cause he, you said he noticed something and I would actually start the conversation by, I know you noticed I've been off. And I, I felt uncomfortable or awkward sharing with you, but I really need to, to get it off my chest and to explain why I've been acting the way I have.
10: Yeah. I mean, he knows like everything except that.
1: So like, he knows that there's like
10: hormonal imbalances and I just left that part out.
1: I would include that part. It's all of you. And if he's going to be your partner, I want you to be able to talk to him about the stuff that upsets you and what's going on in your life. I mean, it's probably stressful on you every single day when you talk to him and you can't mention this. It's like, for you, it's the elephant in the room. He doesn't know that. And so I think you will be so much more relaxed with him when you share it. And do you think
10: that it's important that I say that I've known this
1: for a while or I'm just finding it out? it doesn't matter. You don't have to put any context around it. Okay. Okay.
10: And you, you can say,
1: you can say, I just felt comfortable sharing now. Like I had to internalize this first.
10: Yeah. I mean, cause that is true. Like I wasn't able to speak to anybody about it except for my mother for like a month and a half. So
1: you you haven't done you're be- anything wrong. Yeah. No, I know and the fact that you're being so vulnerable with us, which by the way, I really appreciate. I want you to feel like you can be this vulnerable with I mean we're strangers I and know you so, guys are professionals though but but everyone on here now is in support of you and um I think that's beautiful that you've been so vulnerable with us sometimes it's interesting that the person we're most scared of telling something to is the person who's most important to us yeah he should be privy to this information you're required to share with him before this podcast comes out you know that right
0: <laughs> the next six days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. Or you could just share him this, but don't do that. Don't, don't. Yeah, no,
1: I, that's like watching it on uh, the news. Just make sure <laughs> you listen to my podcast. That's all. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: well, thank you again for your question and we wish you a lot of luck and a lot of love. Um, Erica, thanks again that's for so coming to online dating tech support. Thank you always for asking. You know, uh, I was just looking at our calendar and you know what? Um, the second Thursday in May, you and I are going to be at a conference. That is true. Which means that we can't do it the second Thursday in May. So for May.
1: Or we could, and we could just do it together in a room. In a room? Oh, no, we'll
0: I see. That. we're going to be drinking with other matchmakers. Okay. <laughs> Um, and you know how they are. Uh, so no, 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 that's all love. Um, but so, you know, what? It, until this, when this episode goes out, we will have, we'll have an, I, I can't tell you what date it's going to be, but it's not going to be the second Thursday in May. Um, but I will provide a link in the show notes with the, the May date. If you want to join us online dating tech support, I gotta be honest. I kind of like the 12 PM. So let's Thanks. do it again. 12 PM next month as well. You know, lunch hour is really fun. The questions were incredible. So incredible. And, um, I want to thank everyone who joined us. Um, if you're not following Erica on Instagram, she is at a little nudge. I'll include a link in the show notes. Of course, you better be following me on Instagram at matchmaker Maria and Hey, follow the podcast too. um, ask a matchmaker, uh, subscribe to it on your podcast listening app as well. That way you get notified every Wednesday. When a new episode drops, uh, again, thank you to all for joining Erica. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, what do I always say? Be lovable, but more importantly, be likable. See you next week.
7: The drive to go
5: further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost Gen Ed courses to help you save time and money. So you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost Gen Ed provided by Strayer University affiliates, Sophia Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.